Okay, so I want you to picture this. You're one of the world's top dressage riders. Tokyo is just around the corner. You're at a Nations Cup representing your team and your horse just says no. This is where Danish dressage star Catherine Defoe found herself at Compagna, just two months out from the Olympics, when her horse Bohemian, who had been consistently scoring over 80%, decided the arena just wasn't for him and refused to enter for the special, resulting in elimination for both her and her Danish team. That must shake the strongest of nerves. So what did Catherine do? She went home, did some soul searching and called on her longtime mental coach, Rasmus Bagger, who guided Catherine back to the top of her game, resulting in an individual fourth place at the Tokyo Games. And then just a few weeks later, a team bronze and individual bronze and silver at the European Championships. Wow. I had to talk to Rasmus. He's such an enthusiastic and generous person. His passion is totally infectious. In this chat, Rasmus talks about building confidence, knowing how much of the game is mental and taking from other sports, dancing with horses and the beauty of changing your mental interpretation of a situation, seeking out gurus, his 531 rule that he's made up, and why your mental state is more important than 10,000 hours. Balancing heart and head, and Rasmus digs deep into focus, emotions, and body language, and how important it is with horses and in the ring. Choosing it, showing it, feeling it, giving it, and he goes into the detail of those points. How your horse interprets you and our responsibility to our horse, as well as making horses greater. And in regards to goals, what's realistic anyway? Hi, Rebecca. Good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Oh, fine, huh? Looking forward to it. Oh, uh, you've been interviewing uh, Catherine. Yeah, so I thought um, what happened to her uh, before um, the selection was really interesting process and you obviously helped her a great deal and I thought it would be really interesting to get... Um, your perspective, but also other maybe little tips and things you have for athletes. So, um, well, mainly equestrian. I mean, that's the, the, the readership here, I guess. But, um, yeah, I just thought it would be really interesting to get your viewpoint as well. So um, I guess we should start a little bit with your background and how you came to be working with the, the riders and things in the Danish team. So, we'll so uh, my, my, uh, my background... Is uh, is in sports, yeah. different sports, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, I don't know. It, it all emerged from a, a frustration of, of not winning, yeah. not not succeeding. As, as all, all all of my friends did in, in different sports, one of the first sports was uh, which I did more or less uh, seriously were with swimming uh-huh. as a competitive swimmer, and uh, I was too little. I was too late in, in you know in December and you know as, as they say the first three to four months in, in each uh, year uh, most of the talents for children are fine because of, of, of the physique, physical uh, traits attributes are, are, are more developed uh, in, in a specific year yeah. uh, so so I was I was the late kid and, and no muscles and I was actually also allergic to a lot of stuff amongst other things my, my myself. Asthma and 
couldn't, uh, you know, uh, I was allergic to my own sweat. I couldn't uh, handle the, the chlorine in the water. And wow. So, so uh, a lot of different things it got me to uh, investigate, I would say, uh, psychology. Um, after I, I succeeded in, 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 in winning a, a smaller competition without almost no competitors. Yeah. And I went, what? Wow. I feel great. I feel like, what is this feeling? And now, of course, I know it's confidence. Of confidence. Right. Uh, and I, I was, wow, this feels like I can walk on water. I don't even have to swim in it. I can walk <laughs> on it. So, so, so basically, I, I was wondering, I, I wonder if I can keep this state two hours because I have to swim again in two hours. And I did, and I won again. Again, no competitors almost. Yeah. So it was an easy win, but it, it made me feel something I hadn't felt before, and it got me curious whether or not I could create that state of mind on purpose whenever I needed, when I needed. Right. Uh, and it, it turned out uh, I could. Uh, and, and, and back then, now I'm, I'm 45. Back then, uh, I was a kid. I was a teenager, and all books were in in English, and most of them were. Uh, written for psychologists who uh, who were investigating sick people, mentally ill people, and not performance. Yeah. And most of, most of the literature today is still amongst that, I think. Mm. Uh, and it's it, it's a mistake. It's it, it's a pity, I think. So so I was I was curious whether I could find an, uh, somebody who, who who did this another way, not not as a, a psychologist, but somebody who made it more practical. Mm. And when I was 16, I found Tony Robbins in the USA. Yeah. And I read his books. I attended all his seminars. Uh, and I'm now working for him 17 years. Oh, wow. Back and forth. Uh, and then also I took an MBA and um, yet studied uh, corporate psychology and had a background in, 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 in the financial sector in, in Denmark and, and, uh, and studied leadership. At, and then at, at a time, I, I, I succeeded as a teenager uh, before all that. I succeeded to become Danish champion, national champion in swimming. Oh, wow. And I was wondering, oh, wow, I wonder if I can copy-paste that, uh, <laughs> that psychology. Tony Robbins, he told me that 80% was psychology, only 20% was, was with technique, with skills. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing the other way around. <laughs> I was doing 80% at least on, on, on the technique, the skills uh, within swimming, and I was... Not learning that it was 80% psychology, and I thought, wow, I know the psychology of swimming now. I wonder if I could take it into another sport, and I did. Right. I put it into fencing, right. and I became national champion there. I and I thought, serious? oh, I wonder if I could do it again. Ah. And I've done that now 19 times in four different sports. What? Really? Uh, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> I, I put it to a, to a larger scale, the Scandinavian and Baltic, uh, Baltic uh, countries in, in the northern part of Europe. I thought, I, I wonder if I could become a champion there. And I did in two different sports. And then I thought, well, maybe I could put it even larger. And I became, succeeded to become a European champion in another sport. And, and then um, one of the sports I succeeded in becoming a Nordic champion in was eventing oh. uh, with horses. Yeah. Uh, the, the cross country, the dressage, the show jumping. And, and I was actually aiming to become national champion in three years from, from, from I, I started the, 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 the sport. I was like, I want to become national champion within three years. And people, you know, started to tell me, do you realize how difficult that, that is? And I was like, no, and I'm not really interested in knowing how difficult it is. 
I just want to know how easy it can be done. And they all said, it can't be done easy. Wow. And I said, well, I don't care. And then they said, do you realize, and, and you know, with all respect to your economy, do you realize, uh, and this is some of my rich neighbors, so like, uh, do you realize how expensive this is? I yeah. said, no, I don't. And I don't. I'm not really interested. Uh, I want to know how easy it can be done or cheap it can be done. They said, it can't be done cheap. And then there's somebody said, you want to spend the rest of your life? I said, no, 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 no. I, I, I'll, I'll spend three years. And I said, come on. We've done this for 25 years. We still haven't succeeded. And we have a lot more money, better horses, and, you know, we have all the, 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 the you know, the, the environment capable of, of making us champions. And I said, well, if you spend 25 years, you must be something, do, do something wrong. Do something, uh, so I'll do something differently. Yeah. And then they said, you have to be there, but you have to be realistic. And I said, no, that's the one thing I shouldn't be, because between winners and losers, we have the, 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 the norm, some, some place between winners and losers. In dressage, for instance, yeah. it's in, in the percentage range of like 66 to 71. Like that's, that's the norm. That's most riders yeah. in dressage. Yeah. So they, they have to think, feel, and act in, in specific ways in order for them to keep them there. Yeah. So, so, so if you think realistically, you'll get realistical uh, results. And I was like, winners, they think differently. They don't, they don't, they don't necessarily become uh, realistic. So I, I just want to think and act like a winner. Yeah. So I, I was actually investigating some of the best writers in the world. Uh, Monica Tiresco, Isabel Verd, Jan Frank, Lurka Bierbaum, Frankie Flutak, Roger Bengtsson. Uh, yeah, you name it. Uh, and I was just picking their brains. And actually, I came out with a, a, a DVD back in, in, in uh, 2006 to, to, uh, to, 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 you know, give my results to, to other writers. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then I, I succeeded, uh, not three years later in, in becoming national champion, but I was elected to the national team. I came in third. Wow. And, uh, and then I was, you know, elected to the national team and I was picked to go to the Nordic champion in, in Finland. Yeah. Uh, and I, I went to the Nordic championship in Finland and I won. Ah. So, so it was even better than, than the oh national champion. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then people started like, hey, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> how, how can he do that? Because he has no money. He had, knows, knows nothing about, and he's so new in the sport. What is he doing? Yeah. And I said, well, basically, I know about the human psychology. What I did was I started to read about the, the horse psychology. I combined the two things. Uh, and then I, I picked the best trainer I could afford. Uh, and then um, I just did it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, then writers uh, around the world more or less started to contact me and, and, and ask me to, to, to help them perform. Uh, at, a, at a better level, yeah. uh, and, and Catherine is one of them. Sure, that's amazing. And um, what you said, you spoke to like Isabel and Monica and all those. What what did you garner what, f from talking to them? You know, was there a common? Well, thing? I, was, I was just, I mean, I was just, uh, you know, trying to learn the level of uh, consciousness they had about the mental side of, of performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and, and uh, I was basically looking for things I already knew worked in other sports, yeah. and where they some of some of the places they were not conscious, some of the things they were not conscious about, they were just you know uh, 
They were doing it without, you know, being conscious about it. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking for where I could confirm uh, things I knew worked already in different sports. And then, uh, because then I knew I could proceed with things I already knew in different sports. Yeah. Uh, and, and do it in, in the Christian world as well. Of course, I, I, I learned different things I, uh, about them and how they... they you know, they, they, they approached their horses, for instance, uh, uh, Charlotte Tichardi, and I remember she said, uh, she's, not, she's not a dressage rider, she's, yeah. she's, she's, you know, she's, she's dancing with horses. That's, that's one thing, <laughs> one, one way to think about it. Yeah. And it's easier to, to, to uh, a more, more smooth, a more, 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 more gentle to dance with horses than sometimes it is to be a, a, a dressage rider, uh, sometimes mm. at least when you see them struggle. So that's that's why it's easier for her, for instance, to to sometimes compete at a greater level. Um, uh, uh, it's that she said, "Well, she she doesn't need motivation." I thought, "Wow, well, that's interesting. Why not?" She said, "I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's because I have passion." I said, "Wow, that's that's right. When you have passion, automatic uh, you, your motivation becomes automatic." Yeah. And if you if you by the way add ambition, I said to her, uh, ambition to your passion. Your, your motivation becomes even more constant. Yeah. So so uh, so, uh, so I had great talks with, with a lot of the... the, 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 the I, I mean, I, sometimes I try to, when I, I want to become good at something, I, I use what somebody, I can't remember who, called the 531 rule. What's that? So the 531 rule is find the five best books written about the topic yeah. in the world. Google is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... So, so, so find those books, read, implement. Uh, uh, and then three rule is, what, what are the three best seminars, courses, educations, uh, clinics you can, you can attend? Mm-hmm. And, and, and by the way, some of the times it's one of the authors of, of the five books. Yeah. <laughs> and then the one rule is, the guru of gurus. Who is the best? Yeah. Who's maybe even written the books or, or did one of the seminars or at least are creating the best results? Yeah. So when you have read, know all about the topics from the best books and the, the three best seminars, you, you, you now go with, to uh, seek out that guru, okay. seek out that per, uh, expert. Yeah. And then you go with your questions. So you're already doing it. You already started out within the topic. But you have hit, you know, a wall or a limitation, and you are wondering how to 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 to, to break free uh, or through, uh, and, and wondering if they have any good ideas, and, and and you know, of course, you ask for different things as well. You want to learn about them. Yeah. And then they offer actually they're they're well, very willing to tell you. Yes. Uh, and then you you implement these uh, five three uh, one things you have taken with you uh, and, and and when you do you could actually do it pretty fast you know mm-hmm. Malcolm Gladwell he talked about those 10,000 hours to become world uh, elite yes we did anything uh, and I, I go yeah you could use 10,000 10, hours but if you make sure that your mental state your especially your, your emotion your energy is at a, a quality level as high as possible you can observe more knowledge faster mm. and you can transact that into actions, results even faster than these 10,000 hours. And how, so, yeah, go on, continue, yeah. please continue. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm basically done. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's fascinating. I love this. Um, 
so you said, you know, obviously your brain's got to be in a good place to absorb all that information efficiently. What Are there any hacks or tips to, I guess, I mean, in a way that requires no distractions as well, um, in a sense, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. what are your tips to being able to absorb that most efficiently? Well, well basically, it, it kind of like, that's, what, that's the beauty of it. It's almost like an athlete uh, at Olympic level because when they are at the uh, Olympics or World Champions, World Cups, whatever, yeah. they, they, they basically, from the mental side, you could actually say mental and emotional side, uh, they, they basically need to remember two things, and that is heart and head, yeah. which is basically thoughts and emotion. So, so our brain's uh, language is our thoughts. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, that somebody told us about 60,000 each, each 24 hours. I mean, how can we control them via the concept called focus? Yeah. Focus means that you actually deliberately take charge of certain thoughts, five Seven thoughts. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, a it's a conscious command. You do not listen to your brain. You do not listen to circumstances. You don't listen to to distractions. You demand consciously from your brain. Uh, so so you, you you don't listen. You you demand consciously from your brain. Consciously brain demands what it needs now. And yeah. you, you 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 basically you you keep consciously demanding that as long as you need it. Yeah. So for a dressage rider, that's seven minutes. Yes, okay. For instance. Yeah. So you keep repeating that as long as you need it. And sometimes you need to do it as as intense as possible inside your head. Basically scream your, your focus points inside your head to, 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 you know, to, uh, to, uh, to speak louder than your subconscious mind have uh, with, with, you know, with the insecurity, doubts, uh, nervousness, stress, whatever. So, so it's, it's controlling, controlling your brain. Uh, focus is three things. One thing is it's a conscious demand. Okay. Two, you uh, repeat as long as you need. Three, as intense as you need. Okay. That, that's how to control your head while under pressure. And, 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 and that also goes when you have to learn stuff in school or, uh, you know, read something up uh, before something, a presentation at work. Mm. So, so, so that, that's how to, to temporarily take control of your brain. And the beauty of it, by the way, is the more we do it, the better we come at it. Yeah. Yeah. And stop. It's like a muscle. Stop mindlessly scrolling on social media <laughs> to distract yourself exactly. or getting on clickbait. Then uh, also, as a consequence, become better at right. Yeah. It's so easy to to procrastinate suddenly because yes. we've done it so many times and and offered great chances to do it all all day, right? Mm. Mm. So so that that's one thing. The the second thing, it's even more important, and that's the the heart thing. The heart is the emotion. Yeah. So our, the, our our emotions language are our body languages. So so you did not speak Australian at, at the first language. I did not speak Danish at the first language. The first language we both of us spoke was body language, mm. because before we could speak, put up some oh. certain you know sounds and and body language. I'm tired. I put up certain. I'm happy. You know. Uh, I put up certain body language and and sounds. I need to change my diaper, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Put up uh, sounds and body language, and, and I would just basically 
bigger babies. Yeah. We still speak body language. That's so true. All the time, it's non, non, non-verbal. It's like somebody told us it's like, it's not scientifically, by the way, but it's somebody still tell us it's like 50, 58% of communication is body language. Yes. That means dressage riders, for instance, they, they communicate non-verbal to, 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 the, to the judge's subconscious mind because that's where non-verbal communication is received. Is in the subconscious mind. So, fifty percent of, of the communication they do is to the to the judge's subconscious mind. So, so subconsciously, the the, the, the judges go like something about this rider. Yeah. I really like her. It, it seems like effortless. Or oh, there's something about this rider. He's really struggling. Look at all the, you know. He's, he's really tense. So, mm-hmm. so, so, uh, so, so subconsciously, a lot of things are received. In, in the in the in the in the receiver's subconscious mind, which gives them that that thing we call chemistry. Oh, that's chemistry or not? Um, but we use that as, as a performance athletes uh, to make sure that we are in the proper state. Yeah. So, what I basically asked Kathleen after after her her thing in, in France was, so if you could choose any emotion, free of choice, which one would you choose rather than the one you had in? In in, in 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 Campania in, in France, she said, "Wow, can I choose? I, I know I cannot remember. I mean, you talked you talked to me about this since I was thirteen. Yes, yes, <laughs> but, but yes. I kind of like maybe I forgot. It's been a while. So, <laughs> but but I think I, I think I think uh, I think I would choose uh, confidence, calm, cool, uh, more leadership in, in some way. Yeah, oh, I said good. So first step is choose it." Mm. Second step is show it. Show it in your body language. First thing is to get conscious about what which emotion do you need, not just accept the one that showed up. Yeah. For instance, yeah. Insecurity, nervous, oh, stress, oh, I sue. I don't hope. I, I hope not. The same thing will happen in the next competition. Yeah. So you you deliberately you choose it instead of just uh, get chose, so to speak. Yeah, so yeah. Choose the emotion. Show the emotion. Choose and show. Step one and two. There's four steps in total. Step one, choose it. Step, step uh, two, show it. Show it with your body language. Put that emotion into your body language, the one you prefer. Yes. Because when we do, remember, the language of our emotions are the body languages we have to each emotion. So every emotion has a body language that follows. So when we use our bodies at a specific way, it gives us access to a specific emotion. Yeah. So yeah. you can you can see on an athlete whether or not she's ready. You yeah. can see if they are stressed, if they are nervous, if they are pressured, if they are anxious, if they are confident, if they are cool, if they are if they enjoy it. You can see it. Yes, yes. Especially if you look for it. Sometimes they don't see it themselves. Yeah. So, so two, three steps to 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 personal leadership. Four steps to natural leadership. <laughs> I came up with. Wow. The first three is for yourself. It's Choose it, show it, feel it. Keep it simple. Choose it, show it, feel it. Choose so when you choose it, when you show it, you start to feel it, especially yeah. if you keep it. Keep yeah. that focus on choosing it. Keep repeating that emotion inside your brain. While John Benson, when he won the uh, European Championships in, in show jumping in, in 2011 in Madrid, he was going inside his, his, his focus uh, uh, emotion he wanted, the preferred emotion was stay cool. So he said all the way then. Stay cool, 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 stay cool. And he showed cool, showed cool, showed cool, showed. He felt cool, he felt cool, he felt cool. Choose your feel. 
Choose your field, choose your field. So the better you feel, the more smart you can think. Yeah, okay. Because the the, the brain cannot think smarter than the body feels. Yeah. It's like it's like the it's like the 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 the, the energy that, that brings forth anything. And we know this when we've been in a discussion with somebody and, and, and we leave the discussion and suddenly we go, Ah, oh, why didn't I say this? Yes. <laughs> because then suddenly our emotion come back to, to normal level. Uh-huh. And then we think normal. And we want to make sure as an athlete that we choose the emotion before we need it, just before we need it. Then it comes up and that's personal leadership. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. when we do that, we feel better and we can do better. The great thing about this is there's a fourth step also, which comes automatic. The third step is also automatic. It comes from one and two. Choose and show, choose and show, gives feel. Yeah. Choose, show, feel. Choose, show, feel. When you feel it, you are contagious. So you start to give it, pass it on to others. Yeah. Especially your horse. The horse is a flea animal. It's like, you know, it's... it's the, the, our job as riders, the, the most important thing is to, to remember it needs certainty, it needs security in order to, to listen to, to what we are telling it or asking it. Yeah. So if, if, if between our legs, if that's not the most secure place in the world, why should it listen? Yes. That means that we have to feel secure first. I mean, some, some, some riders sometimes, that's great, but I can't trust my horse. Well, you're not supposed to. What you're telling me is that you are telling me that you don't trust yourself. Okay. And as a consequence, your horse doesn't trust you either. Yeah. You have to start trusting yourself. It's, it's, it's our job as riders to make sure that the horse gets the experience we want it to have based mm-hmm. upon our goals, based upon the, 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 the level of, of, of development we ha- uh, are at uh, with our horses. Yeah, yeah, many, yeah. many riders, they, they use these four steps. I call them four steps to natural leadership. We do them anyway. We do them often. We just do them the other way around. It gives the leadership away. So you ask a rider before before the warm up. So which which state, which which emotional state should you be in? You want to be in while, while while warming up? And most girls like, wow, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, it, you know, it's, it things are great. Everything is good, uh, you know. So so and, and and hopefully they are great. Okay, good. So what are things not good? I mean, what 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 is what if, what if uh, you know the horse feels tense today? Well, then I have to struggle a bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what what kind of emotions are attached to struggling? Well, not not as fun. Okay, great. So basically, you're telling me that your horse is the leader in your 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 cooperation. Yes. Because step four, the horse gives you an emotion. You feel it. Step three, and you have to adjust your body language. You cannot choose this. Yes. So when when you start to feel it, your body language follows, and you can see that yeah. from from an outsider. And then when you start listening to what they're communicating uh, to, to their trainer, you, you see what you, you, you actually hear what you see. And, and then, you know, it's the horse that, that actually uh, chooses uh, which emotion you should have. Yeah. And if that is not good, well, you, you're screwed, basically. So you want to change it the other way around, mm. inside out. You want to make sure it's from one to four. You choose it, you feel it, you, uh, you, know, so you, you choose it, you show it, you feel it, and you give it to the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, as as, as a great consequence, the the the, the judges' body, uh, mind will receive it too. So yeah. the four gifts is also what you're doing to the, the judges. You're giving that emotion to to uh, to 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 the the judges while watching or spectators. Mm. 
mm. because it looks good. They they receive a good energy, a good vibe, a good chemistry from the performance they're watching. Yes, and then tend, they tend, as a consequence of that, they tend to be more positive while while giving a point to to the the the, the, the you know the art of the dressage. Yeah, how, how the horse walks, how the walks, the, the each exercise are uh, uh, presented. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's my four steps to an athlete leadership. Choose your gift. That's amazing. That's so cool. I love it. Very cool. And, um, and you know, I guess that's the difference between those riders who end up on the podium all the time. Because I always say and I always ask riders, you know, what do you think the difference is between riders who, um, you know, they might make a team, but and that's great, but there's a, even a difference still between those ones and those that end up on the podium. You know, there's a, there can be a massive gap, and I guess that's kind of it, isn't it? Sure. And, and, and a great thing also is when, when they start to, to understand their personal powers, their personal leadership comes from emotion before it comes from anything else. Mm. Of course, you need some, some kind of force to, to access this, but the, 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 the greater state you are in, emotional state, the greater thought you can think. The better you can think, the better you can control your body. The better you can control your body, the better you can learn, adapt, and teach your horse things. Yeah. That means that even more inexpensive horses become greater or better with greater emotions from the rider. Yeah. We've, we've seen that in the past. We've seen... Uh, uh, you know, uh, some of the great, great horses changing uh, riders. Yeah. And suddenly, they're not that great anymore. Yeah. Well, it's not the same rider. It's not yeah. the same emotion. Wow. Basically, at least in theory, most most of, of the technical skills of how to perform as a dressage rider should be more or less the same. Yeah. But when it feels differently for the horse, it understands differently. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's emotion is. Emotion, especially working with a horse, an animal, is so important. Yeah. Especially horses and animals. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say they don't understand this. Yeah. Because nobody taught us. We were just like, well, and, and basically, uh, and, and thank God for most of the, of the, of the great riders, they, they, they do this automatically without mm. knowing it. Yes. They, they're just, you know, they have they've been in, in it so long. They've been in the environment so long. They just do it automatically, and that's good for them. Mm. Yeah, but, it's but, just but really riders, common. Nowadays, we want to want to what reach that level because there's so much more in it than it used to be like 20 years or 80 years ago, 40 yeah. years ago. It's so much more than just massage. Yes. So, so so while understanding these mental, emotional, the, the psychology of performance as a rider. It's, 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 it's so valuable because, well, you, 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 you get better results, not, o- not only as a competitive rider, but also in working or connecting with your horse, which gives you even more you know, joy with spending time with your horses, just because you understand your own psychology. Mm. So one of the quests I did, and also why I, I chose to, to, to have uh, riders as my niche is like, uh, I also have professional golfers, football players, and stuff like that. And all of them, they go like, "Well, my sport is the most mentally, you know, tough sport." <laughs> no, it's not. Join my me, meet me in my stable. I'll give you this this horse, and and we'll, we'll take a ride. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so I really, really believe that 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 being mentally smart or emotional smart, I should say, in riding, helps us, you know, be, beyond imagination. Mm. 
because we can control so much more. We can help our horses and we help ourselves so much more than we've ever understood in the past. Yeah. And some people are lucky enough that they do it automatically. And, and, and you know, in, in the old days, I believe that this is also a great, great part of what we used to call talent. Yeah. Those who yeah. look like they have talent. Yeah. You can just see it well, because it's an emotion and it's, it's presented by the, the, the body language. Mm. Mm. And, uh, and also, the, the, other, the other thing why I chose it is because I really believe that we can enhance the, the quality of life for our horses. Because if we enhance the emotion we have, things become easier for us. And, and it, as a consequence of that, it becomes easier uh, to, to, to be a horse working with a rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how about riders um, that, that isn't natural for, like who are a little bit more negative by nature or find that to hold on to those emotions, the positive emotions, a little trickier. Is it just through repetition until it just becomes the norm? Like you said, you know, working that muscle or do you have little, like, they sh you know, maybe they could go and meditate or do you have like little techniques or? Yeah, well, so one, one technique, one, one model, one, 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 one tool is these four steps in athlete leadership. Another tool is understanding the, the power of focus and really understand what focus is. Yeah. And it is these three things that I, I spoke about earlier, conscious choice, yeah. not listening, but choose the manner from your brain as long as lead as, as the things that can be done. Uh, so so that, that, that are techniques and tools that I, I often use. I, I do also recommend both yoga and, 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 and mindfulness and, and meditation. Uh, I don't find it as useful as these tools because these are performance tools that you can use while competing. Yeah. While the others are more in between. Yeah. And sometimes many of the riders who have more horses a day, they don't find the time to do yoga or meditation or mindfulness. Yeah. I, I do recommend it. I know it works. Yeah. But but you know some of them like. But I'm a rider. I'm, I'm not. You know I, I don't do yoga. Yeah. I mean somebody. They do yoga and I do riding. So yeah. why do I need to do yoga? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do recommend it. It's, it's a great add-on to. Uh, I also recommend uh, you know uh, physical training, yeah. uh, eating healthy, and get your sleep and drink a lot of water. Mm. Uh, so 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 that works as well. But mm. I like these performance tools because it can be used by anyone. Yeah, and anytime. when they do, it helps everyone. Yeah. And it's, um, it's having discipline, And, and the more it? you do it, of course, the easier it gets and yeah. because it becomes a, a, a habitual patterns. And, and which, by the way, most, all of us are, are more negative than, than positive. Scientists tell us that we're more like 80% negative uh, uh, wired yeah. just to be sure. Yeah, like, I like, Just that. to be sure to help us survive. Uh, uh. Um, but, but, but then again... Some people tend to use that energy to, to, to more. Uh, and, and, of course, those who don't is often because they are insecure. It's often a, a sign of they need more certainty. And when they have the certainty, mm -hmm. they will start acting too. Because all of us, we want, we want great life. We, we want great quality of our lives. Mm -hmm. But some do not dare to, 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 to challenge themselves. They go like, well, he's just who I am. No, you're not. That's not. Yeah. It's who you, you rehearse to be yeah yes so if you want to be be more or if you want to have better results you have to become more and that's what i told you about earlier about you know don't be realistic yeah i mean yeah. Be, be, be relentless uh you know be, think think big yeah. reflect about if you could do have to do anything if you know succeed in anything what would you do Mm. And then we start to look at the plan afterwards because what we believe are realistic goals now 
Well, it's 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 determined by our worldview at this current level. Mm. So, like climbing a mountain, the higher you climb, the, the longer you can see. But if you're in the bottom of the mountain, yeah. well, of course, what looks realistic is like a few meters away. Yes, 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 yes. And it's so, having so, the so discipline too. Sorry? It's having the discipline to do that as well. Discipline or repetition. Okay. Which could be similar, but but some people who do not have that strength, I'm one of them. I, I'm not very high on discipline myself. Okay. But I am a... Tony Robbins, he, he says, like, oftentimes he says, so repetition is the mother of skills. Repetition is the mother of skills. Yeah. Repetition is the mother of skills. And then one time, I was like... I, I just, uh, you know, 15 years, 19 years ago, I, just, I became father for the first time. And then I, I, I went up to, to Tony and I said, in a, in a, in a break, uh, we'd have like 4,000 people in the room, actually in, in Melbourne at the Gold Coast. Oh, wow. Uh, and and, uh, <laughs> and he, uh, he, has, he just said before a break, he just said, well, a repetition is the, uh, is the mother of skills. So I went to him and I said, Tony. If, if repetition, if mother is the repetition, then who the fuck is the father? I said. Yeah. He, he looked at me very. This is not the time. Yeah, like, so uh, that was his body language. Like uh, then he just mumbled, like I thought you knew. <laughs> that, oh shoot! I should have known. Uh, I'm sorry, I must have missed that part. Who who who's the father? And he said, easy discipline. I was like, oh damn it. But I don't like discipline. It means like I have to wake up early in the morning, find my running shoes and yeah. do my chores or homework or whatever, you know. That's discipline. I don't like discipline. But then it, it, it dawned on me. Discipline is the key to freedom, to yeah. personal freedom. Because if you, we consciously have a desire or a dream or a goal, we need to cultivate specific patterns, character traits, emotions, thought patterns, uh, to, to to get there. Yeah. So if we if we if we consciously set a goal and consciously um, think of reflect upon which traits do I need even more or less in my life to succeed, then I do them for you know this is not scientific but quote unquote three weeks twenty one days to create a new habit. Yeah. And when it's become a habit, it's subconsciously, and when it's a habit. It comes automatically. So when I discipline my, when I just for 21 days, so and so, quote unquote, for 21 days have done this each day at the same time, it becomes more and more automatic. Yeah. Now it becomes now now it's not a matter of discipline anymore. Now, yeah. it's, just, now it's a matter of me. It's it's me. It's who I am actually. And okay. of course, you can speed that process up by putting intensity into it, and 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 by doing it more times, of course. Mm. But basically, it, 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 it's 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 a an update of habits more than it's it's discipline all the time. Yeah. Because discipline is sometimes negatively uh, associated mm -hmm. for, for me at least and for many others <laughs> I, I've learned. So, yeah. so, so discipline, you don't need that much discipline as, 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 a, as a force or a character trait. You just have to dis, dis, be disciplined enough to, to, to do it. And to, so it becomes a habit in a way. To, 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 until it becomes a habit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And do you think horse riders are different to um, other athletes? Or they have to be? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no doubt about it. All, all humans. It doesn't uh, matter what, what, what we're doing. Yeah. This is just, I mean, 
Nature is one thing. Nature is what's already there. We were born as, as human, as babies, and then we are upgraded with, with thoughts and, and learnings and, and things. That's culture. Yeah. So we are basically cultivating ourselves to become either who we want or who society wants us to become or our family wants us to become or, or you know, relations want us to become. That, that's the, the cultivating of, of cultivation of, of, our, of, of the baby, of the human. Yeah. So we are, we are natural humans, but we are cultivated, trained, rehearsed in a specific direction. And that direction could be our own free choice or it could just be normal. Normal is good, by the way, but normal is also in the middle. Normal is, yeah. is, is, is not athletes that goes to the Olympics. Yeah. Normal, is, normal is not even happy riders. Yeah. Many, 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 many normal hobby riders, they struggle with happy uh, experiences with the horses. Some of them even struggle with anxiety or, or, uh, scares, or you know, being scared of, of mountain the horses or candering or whatever. Yeah. And then I always go, if you... If you, it's totally normal as human to have negative or unresourceful emotion. It's totally normal. It's just zero percent useful while sitting on your horse because the horse does not know about positive and negative. But what the horse knows about is secure, or unsecure. And every time we, as a rider, feel the normal and negative emotions that we always have, uh, you know, from time to time, mm. the horse goes like, "Well, so now it's insecure leadership." Yeah. Yeah. So by default, every time we have a negative emotion, we're doing it wrong. Doesn't matter if it's normal as a human, it's not normal for the horse. The horse goes like something is wrong. Yes. There must be a saber trooper over there. Let's be aware. Yes. So it, yes. it loses the connection with the rein or the horse, or the rider, sorry. Uh, and, and, and then it becomes more difficult. And then it becomes a struggle for some riders, at least. Yeah. 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 So, so, so that's basically my, my point. And of course, also with, with Catherine after France, of course she had. That's normal. Yeah. Of course she had a bit of, of the negative emotions. Yeah. Well, it's zero percent uh, useful. You have to change it. You, yes. you, I mean, I mean, as long as you are in a negative emotion, even though it's totally normal and your brain just want to protect you, you the horse just interprets that as poor leadership. Yes. I'll, I'll better take command here. Yes. The horse goes. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we want to use the four steps to natural leadership. Yeah, and and negative experience is a opportunity for change, which is a, a exactly. positive thing. Basically, our negative emotion tells our conscious mind potentially, at least, it tells our conscious mind that one something is wrong. Two, I, I shortly am allowed to investigate and understand where that emotion comes from. And the reason, by the by the way, it's shortly is because the more I, the longer I am in that emotion, the better I become at it. The more I become yes. that emotion, the more I become that character trait. For instance, negative. For instance, insecure. For instance, stress. For instance, anxiety or depressed. So I am allowed to investigate shortly where it's coming from. And then thirdly, I need to do something about it. I have to take action. Mm -hmm. I have to improve. I have to accept. I have to leave. I mean, that's basically the three choices I can choose mm -hmm. between. Yeah, better the situation, accept the situation. And by the way, if I accept this situation, I also have, you know, um, I have also, you know, given away, the, you know, the, uh, the uh, legitimacy of, of, of staying in that emotion. If I'm still in the negative emotion, I haven't really accepted the situation. So if I still okay. bitch and moan about the situation, I haven't accepted it. Okay. So I have to improve the situation or leave the situation or accept it. That's, that's basically being proactive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm, that's fantastic.
I don't even know what else to ask. I feel like you've covered everything. It's been brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's just what, so what? much info. I'm like, I, I don't know. What, I, I mean, once I go through it, I'll be like, oh, my God, and this, and this, and that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, well, that's well, fantastic. We can do another interview another day, if you like. Yeah, well, I mean, this is amazing. This is really interesting stuff and really useful stuff. So, um, for sure, I, I will definitely get on with this and then um, see what other questions come up because um, I love it. I love this stuff so much. Because <laughs> um, I, I do exercise stuff. You know, I do exercise stuff, but, you know, obviously you look at the neural stuff. I don't look into so much detail. But, you know, one of the things that I, I've, you know, come to know a little bit more about recently is that whole um, – mammalian state but also then that can go into the reptilian brain and then you it's not just fight or flight but then you reach that freeze state you know that vegetative state well it's it's more or less also a partly what we've been talking about yeah yeah because you know uh, the, the reptilian brain sometimes shows it it's 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 face when not needed yeah it's it's, it's it's of course designed to help us survive also but yeah uh, but but yeah, I mean, as, as a dressage rider, you should really screw up if you're not if you're alive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then you, you know what you've done here is given amazing strategies to overcome all that sort of stuff. So, um, I exactly. Love it. And, and if you use it, if you, I mean, just use it. It works. It works for everyone. Yeah. Of course, somebody. Of course, if you're more skeptical, you go like. So I choose to show, feel, and give. Oh, actually, I feel, maybe I feel a little bit about it. Can that really be so? And then they actually, the moment they ask themselves that question, can it really be so, they turn back to the skeptical emotion. Mm. But, but, I mean, so, so all, the, all the time we are in an emotion. Yeah. All the time we have thoughts. Yeah. It's just a matter of the quality of our emotions and thoughts. Emotions and thoughts are our, 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 our psychology. And the quality of our psychology is, is equal to the quality of our lives. So if you want to enhance the quality of our lives, of course you want to enhance the quality of our psychology. Yeah. And put into a performance, you know, uh, situation, it's the same, basically. So if I want to enhance the quality of my performance, I make sure I enhance the quality of my psychology. Mm. Because then I can learn more, I can learn faster, I can uh, implement faster, I can do faster or better or, or higher, like they say in the Olympics. Yeah. About faster, higher, stronger. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Faster, higher, stronger. Yeah. Uh, Rasmus, that's fantastic. I love it. And I love that you've got a writing background and, and all that as well. I think that's um, really helpful. And although it probably shouldn't matter, I think people or horse riders relate to that, you know, the fact that... They, they, they tend to have more respect when, yeah. I, when, I, when, I, when I speak. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I give a lot of lectures in, in, in Europe, uh, especially in Scandinavian countries, and and uh, and they 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 tend to immediately oh wow well, he's a writer himself well yeah we'll listen <laughs> it's like they it's like they met psychologists before or something like that and go like oh well they're just talking about you know something in, in the in the books they yes. don't know anything about writing yeah because so writing's different <laughs> we're not like everybody else <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. 